0: You Can Handle Anything, episode number 298. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming and complaining and without getting mad at yourself for losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura. And I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, but I also know if you want to have great relationships, you've got to learn how to master your emotions. In this podcast, you will learn how to control your emotional reactions so you can build your relationships rather than sabotage them one moment at a time. Thank you for tuning in, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So one of the major themes in the work that I do with emotional well-being is this concept of story. And when I say story, I'm talking about your thinking and what you feel and all of that on top of a circumstance that's happened in your life. Like if the circumstance is that it's raining outside and you're upset about that, that's your story. Or if your kid doesn't wake up in time for his bus and you get angry, there's a story there. Or if your best friend forgot to wish you a happy birthday, you've got a story. Now, it may feel like our stories are factual, and we may feel justified in feeling the way that we do, but when it comes down to it, we are responsible for the stories that we tell ourselves. And that's because we own our stories. It's funny, when we have a story about something, we actually believe, and this might not be conscious, but we actually believe that everyone around us should be agreeing with us. Or we believe without a shadow of a doubt that everyone would take our side if they heard our story. But the truth is, stories are just that. They're stories. They're not facts. They are based on facts that everyone can agree upon, but stories are not facts. The problem is we don't realize that we're in stories most of the time. We actually believe we're in fact land, but we're not. We don't live in fact land. We live in storyland. Like we don't go around saying, it's raining. My child missed the bus. My friend did not call to wish a happy birthday. We just don't live like that, right? Instead, we say, oh man, it's raining. This screwed up my exercise plan. Or, my kid is always late. He is such a troublemaker. Or, she is so selfish. All she does is think about herself. Those are stories. And they're yours. Well, maybe not those exact stories, but you know what I mean. And it's our stories that cause us to get emotionally stuck. We walk around with stories all the time. Stories about other people and stories about ourselves. But like I said we don't even necessarily realize that we're walking around with stories. And so when you don't recognize the stories that you walk around with, you have little to no agency over your life. And so a lot of this work that we do with being able to handle everyday emotional situations in our lives is really about awareness. It's about developing self-awareness, awareness of your habits and your patterns in how you react to people how you react to the things that you do, how you think about other people, what you think about yourself, and believe it or not, even your habits and how you feel, because what you feel actually becomes a pattern in your life as well. Because when you're not self-aware of your stories, like I said, you kind of don't feel like you have much of a choice about anything in your life. And once you are more self-aware that what you are thinking is really just a story. And by that, I don't mean to minimize anything that you might be going through right now. But I am saying that when you realize what you're thinking is a story, you become more empowered because then you realize that you have the ability to choose if you want to keep that story or not. Or you can choose to even recreate that story if you want. I want to give you an example that happened to me this week. In fact, I have two stories for you. So all of last week, I was really, really busy because I was preparing for a four-day challenge that I'm going to be leading starting next Monday, January 16th. The challenge is called Move Past Grudges. And in this free challenge, those who sign up are going to learn three powerful steps towards reclaiming their energy for loving and living. And by the way, I would love for you to join me in this challenge. I'm going to put a link to the challenge in the show notes below, or you can find the link on my website or you can find it in my Instagram bio. Now, I haven't led a free challenge in a long time. I wanna say like it's been a few years at least. It's been a while. And leading an online challenge is a lot of work. There are tons of moving pieces that need to be set in place and created ahead of time for everything to run smoothly. And last week, I was working my butt off putting all of those pieces together so that this week I could invite people into the challenge. And the truth is, I still have more pieces left that I need to finish up, including working on the bonus live training that I am planning to offer at the end of the challenge. So I'm in the thick of it, and I love it, actually. It all feels like one huge jigsaw puzzle that I'm trying to put together. It is really awesome. It's just a lot of work. So keep that in mind when I share these two brief stories with you. The first story has to do with a friend of mine whom I study with every Sunday. So for the past five years or so, my friend and I get together at the same time every Sunday and we meet on Zoom and we study some sort of ancient Hebrew text. We get together for 30 minutes And we study together, and we share our thoughts about the text. And it's just a wonderful time both to connect with one another and also obviously to learn. We both cherish this one on one time that we have together. And I, I, we hardly ever skip a week unless there's a holiday or something like that. Like, we've been doing this for years. But this past Sunday, in addition to working on the challenge, I had on my calendar a two-hour workshop that I was leading for the women inside of my membership community, the Living Deliberately Circle. Ironically, the topic was on reinventing our lives through reinventing our stories. And that was supposed to take place just one hour after my regular study time with my friend. And it just felt like a lot to me. It felt like too much. And yet, I couldn't cancel on my friend. That would have been the wrong thing to do. Okay, story number two is pretty similar. Every Tuesday, I volunteer to teach English at one of the schools where my kids go to school. And I've been teaching there for a couple of years. And like the regular meeting with my friend, I'm very committed to it. In fact, unless I was away leading a retreat or something like that, I don't think I've ever not gone to the school on Tuesday to teach. Well, here I am, still finishing, you know, putting the pieces of this challenge together, and I didn't feel like I could give up a day of the week to volunteer. Because while I only really teach for an hour, when you include the travel time both ways, and then the waiting time for the kids to finish school, because there's one class after mine, it really feels like a lost day. Like I don't get much work done on those days. And so I felt stuck because if I don't volunteer, then those kids don't have a teacher for the day. But was I stuck in both situations? Was I really stuck? I certainly felt stuck. I felt like I didn't have a choice. And that's where the problem lies. This is what I was mentioning about before. I was inside of two stories, but I didn't realize it. And because I didn't realize it, I didn't have a choice as to what I could do about it. Because let's look at the facts. Story number one. My friend and I meet every Sunday at a certain time. Fact. I was leading a workshop around that same time. Fact. I had a lot of work to get done for the week, and I was feeling pressured to get it all done. Fact. That's it. The part about my friend being disappointed or me being a bad friend or me being someone that people can't depend upon, yada, 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 all of that was story. But I wasn't thinking in facts. I was thinking in story. And that's what kept me stuck. Same thing for the volunteering. Let's look at the facts. I volunteer on Tuesdays. Fact. I have a lot of work to get done for the week, and I was feeling pressured to get it all done in time. Fact, the part that the kids would be disappointed that I wouldn't be there, that's a story. In fact, they might be really happy that I'm not there, right? The part that the school would be disappointed in me, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they would understand that once in a while, I have conflicts. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that I was in a story in both situations. And once I woke up to those stories, I was able to walk myself through the unstuck method step-by-step to get unstuck from them. In the first story, I sent a text to my friend apologizing that I had to cancel. Her response? She basically said that she totally understands and that she wishes me success and that she's sending her love. Right? Like here I was conjuring up this story that my friend is going to be terribly disappointed. And in the end, she was warm and compassionate and totally understands. Now, even if my friend was terribly disappointed and even expressed that to me, the truth is, well, now she has a story to work through. And while I want to be sensitive to other people, I also know I am not responsible for their stories. I'm only responsible for mine. And in the second story, it was a similar situation. I contacted the point person at the school to let them know, and I actually contacted the students. I told them the assignment that I had for them. I apologized that I had to miss this week, and that was it. There was no earthquake. Nothing happened. The only earthquake that was taking place was in my mind. It was like, Shira, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that until I got myself unstuck and realized, yes, Shira, you can take the day off. You need it. The bottom line is we are walking around with stories all of the time. And if we want to live a deliberate life, we need to be deliberate about our choices. By the way, I have a morning practice that includes some stillness time and walking and journaling and yoga and much more. And doing that morning practice is also a story for me, but it's a story I want to keep. And so, for example, even though I'm very busy this week, I am not willing to give up my morning practice and my self-care. I am deliberately choosing that. And that's because if I don't take care of myself, how can I possibly take care of others? And so I'm keeping that story. So The moral of this episode this week, and one that I want to invite you to bring into your life, is that we live in stories and we're just not aware of it most of the time. We think we're living in fact land. We think we have to think the way that we're thinking. We think we have to feel the way that we're thinking. We think we have to act the way that we're thinking. We feel 100% justified in our ways when the truth of the matter is, if we just take a pause and reflect on what's really going on and do the work that I teach about in my programs, you come to realize another reality exists and one that you have more agency over. Yesterday, I posted a question on social media. I asked, What was the longest time you've ever held a grudge? Because holding on to a grudge is a form of a story and i was curious how people would respond i received a lot of responses and they were really interesting some people gave me a date like you know 1988 until today and other people just wrote the number of years another person wrote that she's been holding on to a grudge since 2009 and that it's not likely to pass anytime soon when i asked her if she could share more she wrote that her ex is an absolute a hole and has caused irreparable damage in her life and she doesn't even know how to get past it because she's dealing with the consequences daily. Someone else wrote by saying that our longest held grudges protect us from dangerous, toxic people and situations. A grudge is just a boundary with sharp teeth. I'm happy with mine. And actually well I didn't respond directly to that aside from saying thank you for sharing, I am definitely going to talk about my thoughts on that inside of my challenge because I actually disagree with this person's perspective. Anyway, I wasn't sure if anyone was going to respond to my question, but the fact that so many people did, it really showed me how many people are holding on to grudges right now, and I am so glad that this is the topic of the challenge. So if you are holding onto a grudge in your life, whether it's been many years or even something that happened recently, if you are feeling ill will towards someone because of something that happened in the past, and you feel like you have this persistent feeling about that person or about that story, I want to encourage you to join the challenge and even invite a friend or a family member to join you. We'll be starting Monday, January 16th, and it's online and it's free. As I mentioned earlier, the link to join is in the show notes for this episode, or you can head over to my website, shiragura.com and click on challenge to sign up there. Or you can find the link in my Instagram bio, just head over to shiraguraofficial. As long as the doors are still open, you should be able to find those links to join. I know it's going to be a powerful experience with a lot of breakthroughs, and I really look forward to getting it started. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for joining me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and remember, you can handle anything. Mm -hmm. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi. You're one of my podcast listeners, and you wanted to talk to me about being able to handle something in your life. Well, as you know, this is a podcast, and so it's kind of like a one-way conversation, but it doesn't have to be like that. I wanna share with you the experience you get when you enroll in my program, The Unstuck Method. This is the only online program for sensitive women that teaches you how to master your emotions, control your reactions, and transform your relationships one moment at a time. And because it's so important to me that you get exactly what you need, that I've created three personal live opportunities for us to meet. So you can ask me anything, clear something up that may be confusing, clarify an emotion you may be experiencing, or offer you help with the story you may be stuck in. You can sign up right away by heading over to my website, shiragora.com, and clicking on the program. Or you can click on the link in the show notes to get started. Either way, I can't wait to start helping you build your relationships one moment at a time. I'll see you on the inside.